Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. In the Soul of Worship online Bible study community, we are currently deep diving into the book of Psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise. To make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class. Bless you all. We are uh, here for our lunchtime live. We are unlocking the power with prayer and praise in our deep study of the Psalms. We are so happy to have you here with us today. Uh, those who are joining, let me know that you're here. Let me know that you see me, hear me okay. Um, also take this opportunity to share this live, share it on your feed, share it with others, tag a few friends in it. Um, and at least just tell me hi. Tell me hi in the chat so that way we can... Uh, um, we can interact with each other. I'm just going to move my iPad over here on the side. Uh, all right, we should be good to go to get started. So I'm going to pray and we are going to jump right in. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love, your mercy, your goodness, God. Lord, I thank you for all that you have done for us. I thank you, Lord, for this season where you know, the entire world is just remembering the birth of Jesus and how powerful that is uh, for us. The, the Messiah fulfilled promise of waiting, Lord, as we talk about waiting tonight, uh, thinking about the fact that the, you know, Israelites had to wait for so long, Father, for you to come through in your perfect timing. But there's benefit in waiting. And so God, allow us to see that, allow us to see that benefit, allow us to continue to hold on to our faith in our waiting seasons, God, because it is worth it to put our trust in you and it is worth worth it to um to believe that you will fulfill your promises because you will uh there's no doubt about that in our minds lord and so we thank you and we just pray for you to take complete control of this bible study lord i pray that you would speak through me that you would allow your word to go forth today lord and that everyone who's meant to be connected will get connected lord that you will bring this up in their feed and they will be drawn into hearing your word god and lord i pray that everyone would be able to grab a nugget of truth a a jewel that they that we find as we uncover your word, as we dig deep into your word, and that that jewel would be just taken so preciously into our hearts, Lord, and that it will, those seeds will be sown in good soil in our hearts, uh, Lord, and that our lives would be transformed and renewed by the washing of your word, God. And so, Lord, we thank you and we believe in you and we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So how are we doing? God bless you all. God bless you all. Um, all right. So let us jump in. We're jumping in. So uh, outline of our discussion today, we are in week six of the Psalm study, unlocking the power of prayer and praise. 
Um, and so what we are, um, praise the Lord. God bless you, Angie. Uh, and those who are joining. Yes. The washing of God's word. Praise the Lord. Hey mama, I got both my mamas on. I got my birth mama. I got my, my mother-in-law. I've got, um, all that support. So praise the Lord. Um, thank you for joining. So again, uh, week six of this study, I'm going to do a quick recap of where we left off last time. Um, and then we are going to talk about, we're continuing our conversation of faith and talking about the discipline of waiting, waiting on the Lord, putting that faith into practice. Um, after our uh, discussion today, we're going to talk about some key takeaways. How do we apply that to our lives? Then I have some announcements talking about calendars, you know, what to expect next over the next couple of weeks. And then we'll take some prayer requests at the end. So if anybody has a prayer request, and even if you can't stay the whole time, which I hope that you can, but even if you can't, please feel free to put your prayer requests in the chat so that we can uh, connect with you and come in agreement uh, with you for God to move powerfully in your life. Amen. So what did we learn last time? Last time we talked about the walk of faith. We talk about how David's worship, right, that we see so evidently written in these Psalms, his worship through prayer, through his praise, we know that it pleased God. God said so, right? And so why did it please God? Because David expressed faith. He expressed complete trust and he expressed confidence in the Lord, no matter what he was going through, right? There might've been some ups and downs in the verses that we see in the different stanzas, you know, that he's writing. And yet it always comes back to, but God, I know who you are and I know what you've said. And because of that, I trust that you're going to come through. And so because of that, we can hold on to that kingdom key. We can grab onto that key to know that following God does not have to feel scary, right? Our flesh can become fearful, right? That's why the word of God says, do not fear so many times because our flesh wants to be fearful. But we can trust God. We can know that there's no safer place than to be in the plans of God. And so we can grab onto these keys to say, I can trust God. I can trust God that he is going to fulfill his word because his word has been refined in a fire. It's like right? It's like silver refined in a fire seven times, meaning that it is pure. It is everlasting. There is no fault in the word of God. I can also trust in God's character. I know that God is not going to change. I know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, I can trust him. I know that he is who he says he is. And so because I can trust him for who he is, and I can trust that he's going to fulfill his word, I can believe God when he speaks into my life, when the words on the pages come to life to us and he reminds us of these truths. I can trust and believe God because the great I am is reliable. The great I am is totally trustworthy. And because I know God and because he he knows me because I meet him in prayer because I believe in him because I spend time at his feet. I can have unwavering faith that he will never leave me and he will never forsake me. And so that is the safest path that I can walk, right? So again, that walk of faith does not have to feel scary. We can feel confident that if we got God on our side and we're allowing him to lead us as the good shepherd, then we are in safe place. Amen. So with that being said, yes, God bless everyone who is joining in on Instagram. I've got a couple of amens in there. I love it. I love seeing, uh, interacting here in the comments. So please feel free um, to keep keep that going. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
So this week, we're going to continue on with that theme of walking in faith by talking about the discipline of waiting, right? It's a discipline. We got to choose to wait. We have to make that decision and that process is going to refine us. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So again, this week is kind of a part two to last week's discussion of walking in faith and walking in complete confidence that God will fulfill his promises. He will fulfill every written promise in his word and he will fulfill every word of promise that he's spoken into our lives, um, that he's spoken to us directly. He's spoken over us through prophets, whatever the case may be, God's word will come to pass. But more often than not, right? We get a little impatient, right? God's plans for our lives do not unfold as quickly as we would like, right? We want, if God said, hey, you're going to do this and you're going to be that and I'm going to do this for you, we want it right now, right? But if we look at the scriptures, when we look at all of the heroes of the Bible, nobody turned into who God called them to be overnight. They all went into a process. Even Jesus himself did not come from heaven as a grown 30-year-old man. He came as a baby, right? He came as a baby. He had to grow. He had to develop as a human, right? And it was then he had to wait 30 years to begin his ministry in power. And so because of that, we know that waiting is a holy process. Waiting is a season of growth and development, and we've got to learn how to wait well, okay? And take all that God is trying to show us in that waiting season so that we we can be well prepared for what is to come, amen? And so, as we, because we could talk about many people and their waiting seasons and their walks of faith, but as we sit in the Psalms and really dig deep into the Psalms and talk about David as one of the key, you know, songwriters here, we know that David knew a thing or two about waiting on the Lord, right? He was anointed as king, as a child, as a young boy, and it still took 15 years of process. It took 15 years of different things that he had to go through from that first anointing until he became king, right? There were, there were people, he had, there were, there were Goliaths he had to, to, to strike down. There were fights that he had to go through, battles he had to win, things he had to learn serving in Saul's court, you know, there were things that he had to learn in that process. Even though he was set aside for this, he was picked because he had the right heart, but God had to develop his character to be able to withstand the amount of, um, the amount of of power and responsibility that that calling took, right? And so if we think that we're ready for something, we're probably not, right? And so in order, we have to have that good solid foundation before God takes us to the next place because we won't be able to hold the weightiness of that, right? And our foundations will crumble if they're not strongly built. And so waiting is holy. That's all I keep hearing now is waiting is a holy process. It is not for us to feel like we've been forsaken or forgotten. It is holy and it is a process that God is working in us. And David also knew the benefit of waiting on the Lord, right? We know that from the many scriptures that we're going to dive into today, he knew that there was 
promise. He knew that it was worth it to wait on the Lord. And so that is what we need to be reminded of today. And I say that with all those fingers pointed at me first, right? I need to know that there's benefit in waiting on the Lord. Yes, as the comments are saying, absolutely. God's leading path is the safest path. Preparation is key. We got to be prepared for what is next. And God is stripping away the things that are not going to work well in our next season. And in this current season of waiting, he's stripping away. He's breaking down idols in our life and wanting us to trust in him completely, relying on him completely. And so with that, I want to focus first on Psalm 27 today. Psalm 27 is one of one of my favorite psalms. Um, God has spoken to me many times through this scripture in many different ways. Because if you're in the word, you know that one day you can read the word and it'll speak to you one way. And a year later, it can talk to you in a totally different way. That is the beauty of his word, that it comes alive and it applies to whatever it is you need to hear from the Lord. And there's a lot in this psalm. We could talk for weeks just about this psalm. There's a lot of messages here. Um, so I want to read the whole thing so we can get the full context. But we're not going to sit in every single area because we'll be here for hours. <laughs> so we're going to focus mostly on the waiting message here. But I want to read the whole thing because there's some powerful pieces that we can tie together about why waiting on why David ends this psalm the way that he does. So from the top, Psalm 27. First of all, it's titled an exuberant declaration of faith. Hallelujah. A psalm of David, our subnote there, super important. We know David wrote it. It's a personal psalm of his. So verse one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. 
Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. Verse 13 and 14. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Whew, my God. Thank you, Lord. So good. So first of all, like I said before we started, this is an exuberant declaration of faith. And there is certainly a lot going on in this psalm of faith. So much, in fact, that some commentators in the Bible commentaries that I read preparing for this study, they actually believe, some believe that these verses could have been two different uh, psalms or separate psalms that were stitched together. But I actually don't really agree with that. I think that the word of God is written the way it's written on purpose. And I believe that David, David is so intentional about how this is written and I actually think that the way that it changes right it goes from some strong declarations of who God is to now talking about his situation to then going back just to the presence of the Lord again going back to how he's feeling and then ending in confidence I think that it reveals a lot to us about waiting on the Lord and how that might feel in our fluctuations of faith how our prayer time can fluctuate between being 100% confident, having some stuff in the middle that we got to work through, and then coming back to a place of confidence in God. So in fact, if you really look at all of these verses, you can tell that this was a song that is being written and released in the middle of a battle. This is a process that David is going through and he's bringing this process to the Lord. This is a song about being in the middle. A lot of us might feel like we're in the middle. We're not lost, but we're not where we want to be. We're in the middle. And so, but even then in the middle of the process, these are the benefits of having God on our side. We know that God is alpha. We know that God is omega. We know he's the beginning. He's the end. But we got to remember that God is also the God of the middle. He's every single letter in between as well. He is with us in the process. He is with us in the middle. And so let's let's break this down a little bit now. So verses one and two, again, very popular. Um, we rely on the Lord is my light and my salvation, right? Verses one and two, David is starting with who God is. God, you're my light. You're my salvation. This is just pure worship, right? This is a, a, a admiring God for who he is. And he's declaring the truth of who he's been for David. He, you're my light. You're my salvation, right? He is claiming God as his. David is recalling on past deliverances, past things that God has done for him to fuel his faith while he's waiting on the deliverance that he needs right now. 
He goes, in the midst of darkness, God, you've been my light. You've been a light for me. In the middle of my destruction, God, you have saved me. In the middle of, of war, you've rescued me. When enemies try to eat me up, you have caused them to fall. So whom shall I fear? I'm not going to fear this current army coming up against me. I'm not going to fear these people who are lying against me because I've already seen your delivering power. I've seen because I, you're my light. I have see things I can see clearly that you have been the one with me all along so I'm not gonna fear what I'm going through right now also a little side note in verse 2 right the wording of verse 2 could kind of be David recalling of how he conquered Goliath right he said you know those the wicked who came up against me to eat up my flesh they stumbled they fell the ones who wanted to eat my flesh, right? If you go back into Samuel's, uh, I believe it's first Samuel. So when Goliath was threatening David before David swung that stone, Goliath threatened to feed his flesh to the birds. He's like, oh, I'm going to, this little boy's coming up against me. Oh, I can't wait to feed your flesh to the birds. And, but what ended up happening? He stumbled and fell before him, right? So it sounds a lot like what he experienced first with David, uh, with Goliath and then I'm sure with many more deliverances that he saw that no matter what came against him even though those weapons formed they did not prosper against him because he knew that God always saved him and he saw all of his enemies stumble and fall before him and so after verse one and two we see then that he comes to his current problem right verse three seems to be the current problem he says so even though an army may encamp against me even though i've got an army coming against me i've got a war rising against me even then coming down to to kind of verse um uh, I think it's verse 12 or yes, verse 12 where he says, I've got all these adversaries coming against me, people speaking lies against me. So we know that there's a current problem that now David's bringing to the Lord. He goes, but, but besides all this, I am reminding myself that I have God on my side. I am going to be confident in this. Right. Verse three, he says, in this, I will be confident that God is still my light and God is still my salvation. And so, again, he's relying on how God has shown up before to show up in the present time in the same way. Right. So we can have faith. We can continue to wait because we've seen God move because we've heard testimonies of what God has done. And so because of that, I can wait for God to show up. He could either show up again in the same way. He can show up in a new thing, but he is going to show up. So I got this current war coming against me. I've got these these enemies in front of me. Am I going to panic? No. Am I going to dwell on how big my problem is? Absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. Verse 4, right? A lot of commentators go, wow, verse 1 through 3 seem to go well together, but verse 4 comes out of nowhere. He just starts talking about the presence of God. But this is the kingdom key that David is showing us. Verse 4 seems to be the solution. That I don't, despite the war against me, I'm going, the only thing I desire, God, is to be in your presence. I am going to run to the presence of God. I am going to keep my eyes fixed on him. Let me go and behold the Lord, okay? I'm going to 
go and behold the Lord instead of beholding the problem, okay? Too many of us behold the problem. We're beholding, because behold means to like just really stare and admire and, and look at it and think about it and meditate on something. God's saying, I don't need you to meditate on the problem. I don't need you to meditate on those enemies. I'm, David said, I'm not going to even think about this army coming up against me. I'm going to go and behold the Lord. I'm going to go and dwell in his house. I'm going to go behold the beauty of God. I'm going to inquire in his temple. Let me go behold the Lord and not behold the problem. So this is David's heart posture in the middle of his process. David knew how to fight his battles. David confidently waited on the Lord. He waited on the Lord in worship. He waited on the Lord in prayer. He waited on his knees. He waited in the presence of God. He's literally sitting in the tent, right? We know that in these days, David had a tent established for the, for the Ark of the Covenant. So he goes, I just want to sit in the tent and I just want to admire and look at the ark i just want to be there i want to lay down i want to gaze upon the lord i want to contemplate his beauty i want to study him at his feet i want to live in his presence he goes i just want to be there all the days of my life i don't want to be out on the battlefield i just want to spend my time with you god so shall we say that david enjoyed meditating on the lord day and night yeah yeah, just like we've been talking about, that this is the benefit of meditating on the Lord day and night. That this is the key to fight the battle. That this is the key to, to be able to withstand this middle time period, this process. Yes, that was David's desire because he knew that it was God's desire. Right? David even said in verse 8, when you said, meaning talking to God, God, when you said to seek your face, that's what I did. My heart turned to you. Your face, Lord, I will seek. So many of us know that God is calling us to seek him, but we don't turn to him. We don't actually go and seek his face. And when we seek his face, we're going to get the instructions. When we seek his face, we're going to get the renewal of strength. When we seek his face, we're going to receive the battle strategy for how to overcome. Or we're just going to come out not even worrying about our problem anymore because we just spent that time beholding the beauty of the Lord, basking in his presence. And so David knew the benefits of running to the presence of the Lord, right? Verse five, for in the time of trouble, I'm going to be hidden. I don't need to worry. I'm going to be protected because I am protected by the pavilion of God. I'm going to be protected by his tabernacle. I am protected. He's going to hide me. He's going to set me high upon a rock. You see, if I seek the Lord, if I seek him, and, and we talked about the, the, the deeper meaning of seeking, how it's a pursuit. It is seeking, it's searching for the Lord through our worship, through our prayer, through our praise, and also inquiring, right? He goes, I want to inquire in his temple. That means he, I want to ask questions, God. I want to understand. I want to know the direction. Lord, should I go up against these these? People that are coming against me. Should I go up this side of the mountain? Should I go up this way? What's the strategy, Lord? And if we do this, if we submit ourselves, if we run to behold the Lord, then we can inquire just like David did in verse 11. He says, he asked for the Lord to teach him the path to go. Show me which way. Show, lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. So show me how I get around this situation. Show me what steps I need to take. Teach me your way, Lord. Teach me your way. 
Hallelujah. And then jumping down to verse 13 and 14. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. These verses, I have them circled, highlighted, every single Bible I own. This is a very powerful verse. They have kept me planted in waiting seasons. Because David's admitting that he would have given up. He goes, I would have given up on, on this, this whole journey, this whole thing, that all these things that I've gone through, going against all of these different enemies, going through all this trial and tribulation. Uh, if I didn't believe on God, if I didn't believe God's promises, I would have given up a long time ago. This is not for the faint of heart, right? But with God, all things are possible. Why would he have given up? Because without faith, he wouldn't have had strength to endure it. We wouldn't obey the instructions of the Lord. We wouldn't wait for God to move if we don't have faith. And if you're noticing that you're in, you're living a lifestyle of disobedience, if you're giving up on God, it's because your faith, you're allowing doubt to fuel you into disobedience instead of letting faith fuel you into obedience. Did you catch that? Faith fuels our obedience. Doubt is going to lead you into disobedience. Let faith fuel you into obeying what God has for you and continuing to, to stick it out, to stick it out. We're, what God has spoken over us and every promise that he has made in his word, they're ours. They're ours as believers. If we believe, we have them. Jesus says it in his word. It's a matter of catching up to God's timeline. God is, his time is, right? He has, he is time, right? So to him, it's done. It's just a matter of us catching up to where God already is. And so David said, I'm going to see, I know that I am going to see the goodness of God. Because David sought the Lord, because David prioritized his presence, because David believed God, David was confident that God, and with all of God's goodness, that he, God would find a way to show up and that God would find a way to show off in this life, not in the life to come. Like, I know that in the life to come, there's, there's a lot for us to enjoy. But even in this life, in the here and the now, I am going to see the goodness of God. Because God promised me that he will be with me. Because God promised me that he will continue to be my help and he won't forsake me. That even if my mother and my father leave me, that, that God won't. That God will not. And then verse 14, it's an exhortation right? And so we know that it, it seems, right? Actually, on first glance, at first reading, it's, it's speaking to us. It's speaking to the reader. Maybe it's talking to the congregation that is singing the song. As he's singing it, the people are listening. So is he talking to the congregation to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, 
and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Or do you think that maybe David's simply preaching to himself in the moment? Right? Because the verses before that, you see that he gets a little weary, right? He's like, Lord, don't hide your face. I'm here. I'm seeking you. Don't hide. Don't turn. Continue to be my help. It's a vulnerable moment in the middle. In the middle of the process, there's some vulnerability there. And yet, he decides, I feel the way I'm taking it this time, is that he starts to preach to his own heart. Because his own heart started to fail in the middle there. But he says, no, wait on the Lord. Sometimes in our prayer time, we get to the point that we simply need to tell our hearts to get it together. Okay? We need to tell our hearts, wait on the Lord. Don't lose your courage. The Lord is going to strengthen you in this season. Wait, I say, on the Lord. There are other Psalms where he, he does that too. He says, soul, why are you downcast within me? Right? Speaking to your own soul. We need to sometimes take that step back. Say, what am I saying? Why am I begging God to, to be my help? I know he's my help. I'm going to wait on God. Right? Like you just have to have that mind shift. And you see that shift in this song that suddenly he's like, no, no, no. I am not going to sit here worrying. I am not going to sit here in this place where I don't think God's hearing me. I'm not going to sit in this place where I think that God's turning away from me. No. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, self. Wait on the Lord. Speak to yourself. No, no, no. He's going to strengthen your heart right now. You feel a little weak. You feel a little weary. But remember how we started this song? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm -mm. I'm going to go back to waiting on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Yes, in the here and the now, I will see the goodness of the Lord. I testify to that as well. Praise the Lord. Yes, Michelle, in the, in the chat. Praise God. So now here's something. This is deep here. If you were multitasking, I need you to come back and listen to this. The Hebrew word that's used here for wait, for wait on the Lord, is the word kava. Okay, it's Q-A-V-A-H for how to sound it out in our phonetic. Kava. Figuratively, kava, we understand it to be the way we understand waiting now. To wait for something. To look patiently with expectation. But there's also a literal, right? That's the figurative waiting. But the literal definition in the ancient Hebrew word that kava comes from, it means twisting. It means stretching. It means binding together like a rope. Okay? I need you to stay with me here. So to wait in the Hebrew is also a process of twisting and stretching and binding fibers together to make a strong rope. Another way that someone said it was like the tension of enduring. When you have somebody on one end of a rope and the other person on this end and they're holding it tight, there is tension in that line, right? And so could it be that God ordains seasons of waiting because he's desiring to stretch us? 
Could it be that God is desiring to stretch us and bind us together in him so that we can be strengthened? We know that a strand on its own under that tension will break. It will snap if it's a thin line, if it's one little strand of thread. But if you look at those thick ropes that there are so many threads and then that becomes tight and then that gets threaded and bound and turned and twisted with others that it becomes very strong. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. It says that in Ecclesiastes. So when I wait on the Lord, I am binding to his strength. I am binding to the Lord strength. In my process of waiting, I may be unraveling myself from what I thought I should be bound to. I'm going to unravel myself from the bondage of the world. I'm going to unravel myself from the things that are holding me back. And I'm going to get myself bound to the Lord. I am going to twist and stretch and bind myself to the truth of who God is. And I am going to be strengthened because I'm relying not on my own strength as a little strand. I'm going to rely on the strength of God, which I am reaching out to. I also think of, of we, we say that our hope, right? Our hope is an anchor of the soul. And so our hope, an anchor, there's a rope attached to it. There is a rope attached to the anchor. And so we need to be bound to our hope. We need to be bound to our anchor that we anchor up to the foundation of God. My God. Hallelujah. Sister Michelle, yes, I saved all this and loaded up into my online learning portal. So don't worry. You're going to get to watch this again. So the question I have for you right now is, are we waiting well? Are we allowing ourselves to learn in this middle process? Are we allowing ourselves to be bound to the Lord? Are we allowing ourselves to be unraveled by the things we shouldn't be connected to and instead connect ourselves to God's strength? David also wrote in Psalms chapter 40 verse 1. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me. And heard my cry. I waited patiently. Are we waiting patiently? Or are we waiting impatiently? <laughs> right? Are we waiting well? Now this doesn't mean that we just ask once and forget about what we ask of the Lord. It's okay to continue to pray. It's okay to continue to come. In fact, he wants us to come. Right? The word said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he heard my cry. We can cry out to the Lord. It is not that part that's the problem. It's about waiting on God's perfect timing and waiting nicely, right? I tell that to my kids all the time. Explaining patience to my son who's four. That means we have to wait nicely. Okay, you want this right now. I understand that you do. I'm going to give it to you. The answer is yes, but we're going to have that ice cream after dinner. So you have to wait nicely in order for you to get that at the perfect time. There's a difference, right, between waiting and going, I'm going to start crying and I'm going to start throwing a tantrum because I'm not getting what I want right now, 
right? Sometimes we think our, our kids interpret that as no when we tell them yes, just not right this second. Right. And then you get frustrated when your child starts throwing a tantrum because you're like, I told you, yes, you, the answer is yes. It's just in 30 minutes. <laughs> and yet we, too, get frustrated like that with God. We get frustrated and we start acting like spoiled children and we throw tantrums, even though God's saying, yes, my dear. I've already told you that this is yours. I've already told you that I'm going to provide. I already told you that your household shall be saved. I already told you that you will be healed. I already told you that a child is coming. I already told you that a husband is coming. Whatever it is that you're crying out and, and, and um, crying out to the Lord for. Let us continue to come to him and ask. But with great expectation to say, Lord, I know in your perfect time that you will come through. I know that you're my light. I know that you're my salvation. I know that you're my deliverer. I know that you're my provider. And I trust that you will provide what I need today. And I trust that you will provide what I need tomorrow. There's a difference between going to the Lord like that and saying, God, why haven't you showed up yet? Did you forget about me? Why, Lord, right? He doesn't like complaining. He just wants us to continue to lean on him in trust, knowing that he's coming. That we wait nicely. David also wrote in Psalms 25, 5, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. On you, I wait all the day. On you, I wait all the day. David is saying here, I'm going to trust you are the God of my salvation. I'm going to continue to wait on you. I'm going to wait on, to, wait on you until you lead me in your truth and you teach me where I'm supposed to go. I'm going to wait on you because you are trustworthy. I know who you are. You've saved me before. You will save me again. So I will wait on you. Psalm 37, 7. We read this last week as well. Rest in the Lord and wait. Here's that word again patiently for him wait patiently wait with great expectation expect that he's gonna show up wait with great expectation that he will deliver wait patiently and then rest that God's got it he's got it all figured out I also want to read in Isaiah I know we're in the Psalms but I want to tie into something here, a couple of verses actually in Isaiah that talk about waiting because they're just so powerful. So Isaiah 25 verse 9 says, and it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the Lord. We've waited for him. And this is him. This is the one we've waited for. Look at him. Look at, look how he showed up. This is the God that I've been waiting on. Look at this deliverance. Look at him. Right? And so this is, again, a prophetic song that Isaiah is writing. 
And it's actually in the middle, if, if you read Isaiah 25 and 26 and 24, and you know, like get the whole picture of what's happening here in the prophetic word that he's writing. This is this song is in the middle of two prophecies of judgment to come. So I, in the middle of these prophecies of judgment, Isaiah pens two songs of praise and worship that he hears a future remnant declaring. If you want to read it on your own time, all of Isaiah 25 and 26 are songs. They are worship unto God Almighty. So think about the fact that it is prophesied that even in the midst of great judgment, that the godly people, that righteous people can still see the goodness of God, that godly people can still admire his greatness in the middle of great trial, that godly righteous people who believe and wait on the Lord, they will see the glory of God. There is a remnant of praise-filled warriors that are worshiping God because they waited on him. Because they waited on the Lord and God is fulfilling all that God had promised. Yes, waiting can make us weary. But if we wait well, if we wait patiently, if we worship in the waiting and understand that the process is stretching us in a way that is going to edify us and bind us together with God, we will receive new strength in the middle of the wait, in the middle of the process. Strength is a promise when we wait on the Lord. Isaiah also wrote Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Again, a favorite of so many of us. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We all love to quote this. We all love to quote that those who wait on the Lord, those who trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. I know that I can do this, God, because I'm going to continue to trust in you. But something that I want us to see here is that how is the, this person who waits on the Lord described? They're described in emotion. Waiting is not passive. Waiting is not just crossing your arms and just hoping for something to drop in your lap right? Waiting is, waiting is active, okay? Waiting is not passive. The strength comes as we seek God. The strength comes as we rely on him. The strength comes as we continue to run the race. The strength comes as, comes as we continue to walk. The strength comes as we say, I'm going to go up and fly. I'm going to continue to do what you told me to do. I'm going to continue to walk. I'm going to continue to run because as I run the strength comes as I walk the strength comes as I continue to move forward in faith the strength will come the strength comes when instead of contemplating for hours on the problem I choose to turn my attention to the powerful God that I serve the strength comes as we focus on the one thing like David going back to Psalm 27 when we choose to focus on the one thing that David focused on, spending time in his presence, gazing, observing, but also inquiring and hungering for more under understanding. Yes, our steps, in our steps, the strengths come. That's where the strength comes. 
when we don't give up and say, fine, I'm just going to wait on the Lord over here, right? I'm just going to wait until God does something. No, we continue to walk in faith. So while we wait, we stay active. While we wait, while I wait, I'm going to continue to worship. While I wait, I'm going to continue to do what you told me to do. I've got instructions. We've got the instructions. God's not going to give us new direction and new steps until we do the last thing he told us to do. If we never did or accomplished the last instruction, we can't get to the next step, right? When you... When you're in your car and you're driving to a destination, the GPS only tells you one step at a time. It only tells you one step at a time. It does not tell you five steps ahead because you won't remember. You'll get lost if, he, if GPS tells you too many steps. It gives you one step at a time. And up until you complete that next direction, do you get the next one? S somebody better hear God right now, okay? So... If we can see in the natural that that's how directions work to get us to a destination, then surely we can understand that God works one step at a time as well. And he's only going to give you one instruction at a time. And unless you keep, even in GPS, if you don't take that, that turn it told you to take, it's going to recalculate until it gets you back to where you're supposed to be. Are we just sitting here taking detours and detours and recalculating and recalculating and recalculating instead of taking the turn that God told us to take 20 minutes ago, 20 years ago? Come on. That was fresh download right now. So somebody better grab it. <laughs> Whew, hallelujah. Anyway, we're going to continue to hide in the presence of the Lord in the middle of our battles. We are going to offer the sacrifices of joy, just like David said. Because I know that as I offer my sacrifices of joy, I know that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because this is the promise. Hallelujah. My God. So what are we taking away from today? What has God reminded you of today? What has he spoken to your heart? What is Holy Spirit convicting of you right now? If you have a pen and piece of paper, I want you to write it down. Uh, if you have our journal printout, take, it, take out the page that says key takeaways. I want you to write down because I know that God is speaking. God is speaking to me. God is speaking to me as I, as I deliver this. He reminds me and he strengthens me because this is for all of us. I want to know what you are taking away from today. Tell me in the chat. I'm going to pause for a few seconds. I want to see. I also know we've got a couple of comments going on in the, in the chat as well. Yes, as we focus on the one thing. Yes, I've been hearing that exact thing already. Have um, the directions, instructions, information from before that very thing. Plus, I hear my father's voice. Yes. So let's continue. Let's listen to the Lord. He's trying to give us the instruction. He wants us to move forward so he can give us more. But he can't give us more until we finish what we're supposed to do in this step. Don't miss what God is doing in this step. Wait on him. See how he's building you up. Amen. Hallelujah. Michelle says, key takeaway. Remember what I told you, says the Lord. Mm -mm. That is it. 
That's the one, sister. That is it. Hallelujah. Remember what I told you. Yes, my God. Remember, hold on to it. And so as you spend some time with the Lord this week, the next time you hit your prayer closet, the next time you sit down and, 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 and turn your attention to the Lord, ask him, am I waiting well? Am I waiting patiently or impatiently? Lord, am, am I being a good daughter? Am I pleasing you right now? Am I waiting well? And God is going to tell you, <laughs> Holy Spirit will convict you one way or the other, right? He will lead you to where there needs to be refinement. Let's take our focus off the problem. Let's take our prayer off the battlefield <laughs> and into the presence of the Lord, right? Take our eyesight to the presence. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Because Jesus is our light and our salvation. David, in this moment, he's saying, the Lord, the Lord Yahweh is my light and my salvation. And we know that when Jesus came, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus, just his name signifies that he is salvation. So we can call out and say, Jesus, you are my light. Lord, you are my light. I don't have to live in darkness. This waiting season, I'm not in darkness. I'm in light. I know what to do because I have the Lord who's my light. And as long as I spend time in his presence and inquire in him, I will see clearly. And I know that I will be saved. Let's worship while we wait. Worship while you wait. Worship in the middle of the battlefield because that's what David did. In the middle of the trial, he went to the presence of God. Let's also reframe our waiting season as a time of being stretched, as a time of being bound to the Lord like a rope. Now, that, that's a word picture that I hope stays in our mind forever, that we can know that in this waiting season, Lord, I'm just being tied to you. I'm cutting my ties from the world and I'm being tied to you, God. My hope, I'm throwing it up like an anchor attached to a rope that is strong and I am trusting in you. Reframe the waiting to know that God is moving and he's doing something in you. He's doing something in you while you wait. Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I thank you for your word. My God, such a powerful time in your word today, Father God. And I thank you because you've spoken directly to me, my God, directly to me. And I know directly to others as well. Lord, I pray that this word, again, that we would treasure it, that we would be reminded of it. Holy Spirit, bring it to memory throughout this week. Bring it to memory as we sit and pray with you. Lord, we're, we're asking for you to challenge us, challenge us in this area, God. Holy Spirit, bring conviction we don't just want to be hearers of the word we want to be doers of the word we want the word to transform us we want the word to renew us we don't want to just say amen and go about continuing to do the same thing in the same way lord we want to be changed we want to be transformed so transform us god renew our minds god refresh us god renew our hearts turn our hearts toward you father god clear out our our fine-tune our hearing god so that we can hear you clearly and we can hear the direction and we continue to wait on you every step of the way that we will wait patiently on the lord trusting that you hear our cry 
that we will rest in you as we wait patiently, that we will wait on you all the day, that we will kavah to you, God, kavah, that we will be tied to you, Lord, bound to you, that we won't let go of that rope in the season of waiting, but instead we will allow that tension to help us endure and get to the other side, God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Because if we let go of the rope, we're going to fall back. Mm. I just get that image right now, that tug of war, right? If you think of a game of tug of war where both sides are pulling and if one side lets go, they all fall backwards. God is saying, don't let go of me. Don't let go of you. I'm going to pull you to my side. I'm going to pull you to where you need to go. But if you let go under the tension of the waiting, you're going to fall backwards and you're going to, mm, you're going to waste time. It will not get you faster to the other side. It will waste time. Don't let go of the rope. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bind ourselves to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, my Lord. All right, I've got a couple, whew, a couple of announcements. And then while I do these announcements, please, if you have a prayer request, please put it in the chat. So by the time I get to the announcements, those are done with the announcements, we'll be having our prayer requests. Yes, my God. I feel the presence of the Lord, just so you know. My God. Whew. Look, God is good. Just give him praise for a second while I take a sip of water. Don't let go of the rope, folks. Do not let go. All right. So if you're officially registered for our online Bible study, um, you would have gotten an email actually this morning. Normally, I, I send them out on Tuesdays with the whole presentation, all the notes from this class um, to everyone who's registered. But yesterday, we were in a funeral all day long. And so we are, I sent it out this morning. So check your email. If you're not registered, get registered. Go to soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. When you register, you get access to our Monday night Bible study. So um, we um do a zoom discussion so we can chat and talk with each other then i do the recap here on wednesdays uh and then i send the uh, pdf download through email on tuesdays and so we encourage you to get connected get on the email list so that you can receive that um, i also have an online learning portal uh, soulofworship.com forward slash workshop it's called the workshop and so you can grab all the pdf downloads from all of this the, the series i also load up into the, starting with the psalms study i've been loading up all of the recap videos so that way you can rewatch. um and if you missed a week or want to go back to previous weeks, you have them all there. So again, that's at um, soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Um, again, as long as I have a Monday night Bible study, then we always have this recap on Wednesdays at lunchtime. So 12 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. Uh, but next week, we're actually going to take a week off. All right. So no Bible study next week. So no Monday night, no Wednesday. Taking a week off. Merry Christmas, everybody. And we will resume on Monday, January 2nd, okay? Yes, we will have Bible study Monday, January 2nd, okay? So make sure that you are ready to come back into the swing of things starting the new year off on a good uh, on a good stretch, amen? On a good, on a good footing, on good footing, amen? 
if you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship Ministry, I encourage you to follow on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts. I also load, I've been loading the uh, the audio of this to Apple Podcasts, so that way if you want to re-listen to it on your way to work or in the car, you can certainly do that. Um, as I mentioned, please create a login to our online learning portal. You can also follow on YouTube at Soul of Worship Ministry. And if you feel so inclined, you can support the ministry. You can sew into Soul of Worship at soulofworship.com forward slash partner, or you can support the ministry shop um, at soulofworship.com forward slash shop. And so please, uh, we, we appreciate everyone's support. Um, and those who are um, monthly givers, I did send out an email because um, you as monthly givers, you get a free item from the shop. And so please make sure you let me know what you want because that is a benefit of being a monthly supporter. Amen. Uh, Michelle says, how do I sign up? Get my email to you. Yeah, you can go to soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. Or if you want, send me a message and I'll just send you the link real quick um, after we get off the live. Okay. And that way you can get yourself uh, signed up. Amen. Yes, we would love to have you. All right. Also, this is a perfect week. I know a lot of kids are going to be off school this week and next week. I have the winter mini unit now available in our Praise Kids download. You can also find that at soulofworship.com forward slash shop. It is um, about 17 pages of kids activities uh, to get them to understand the season, the winter season, and how to worship God through the season. Um, there's three memory verses. There's, you know, letter tracing for our younger kids. There's coloring pages. There's also activities for some for older children uh, so it's great either for Sunday school just having the kids at home and want to give them something edifying uh, or if you have uh, if you're homeschooling as I do you can certainly use that so again soulofworship.com it's our praise kids winter unit worship through the season with our children let's raise up those warriors in worship amen so you can find that again at our shop if you would like to learn more about the power of worship, uh, for the glory of God, I did write the Worship Are You Making a Sound book. Uh, let's see if you can see that well. <laughs> and so it is a 12-week Bible study. It goes into 12 different aspects of worship and just the power behind it. This truly is a life-changing book. It changed me as I wrote it, as I studied it, as God spoke to me. And I know that it changes lives Um every day and so you can find more about it and order it from my website again at soulofworship.com forward slash book it's also available on amazon you just have to type it in worship are you making a sound um my name sarah marie popolo it'll pop up for you uh, or again send me a message and i can send you the link but i also created video pre-recorded video lessons that go with every single week so if you want to get the full online course you can go to soulofworship.com forward slash course and you I mail you out a book anyway so you can write in it um, and take notes but the video portal is available for you to go through the lessons together <laughs> so there's plenty of resources here in the soul of worship ministry to get in your word and to learn how to worship in authenticity that is what God is desiring all right, those are all of my announcements. <laughs> um, I know, I think I saw a few prayer requests from coming up. Let me see. 
All right. Yes. Michelle was saying, God says, don't let go of the rope in the waiting. Yes. Yes. Receive that. Marina. Yes. We're going to pray for you. She says, joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, it is. I have a hard time feeling worthy of being happy. And also I'm getting triggered with getting together with my sisters for the holidays. Yes. We're going to pray for you, Marina. Um, for sure. All right, let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray for my sister um, Marina, Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, right now in this moment, Lord, that you would remind Marina of her worth right now. She was so worth it that you died on the cross for her, Father God. Let her feel your love right now. Let her feel your comfort. Let her feel your presence, God. I am asking, Lord, for you to come and hug her right now, that she will feel the warmth of your presence, that she will feel surrounded by your love, surrounded by your peace, surrounded by everything, God, that your presence has to offer, that she would turn to you in these moments when she's feel when these these lies from the enemy are coming against her to tell her that she's not worthy of being happy. Lord, we rebuke those thoughts right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke every thought that is a lie from the devil. We rebuke every lie that is not um, nothing. Lord, no lies come from you. You are the father of truth. And so, Lord, I'm praying for truth to prevail in her life right now, for truth to fill her mind, that she would know who she is in you, that she is the daughter of the king, that she is worthy of your love, that she is worthy of your joy. As she said, the joy of the Lord is her strength. And so, Lord, I pray for renewed strength right now, Lord, that she would just again, turn to you in those moments that you would empower her to rebuke the lies. Lord, that she would submit to you, God, first and resist the devil and he shall flee from her, Lord. And so, Lord, we declare that she will be set free right now from all of these thoughts that don't align to you, Father God. We pull down, Lord, all of these strongholds that do that try to come up against the truth of God. No, those lies must go right now in the name of Jesus and peace to, will come upon her heart right now and upon her mind, Lord. Every thought captive, Lord. Every thought, every thought we submit to you right now, Father God, in her mind and that only truth will prevail. And in her heart, she will feel your love and feel, Lord, her worthiness in you, God. She's precious, precious, loved beyond measure. A precious ruby in your sight, a, a great, a pearl of great price. That is what your word says, and that is who she is. And Lord, I pray that you would clothe her and give her the garment of praise, that you would give her beauty for ashes, that you would give her the oil of joy instead of the oil of mourning, God, or the ashes of mourning, oil of joy. Comfort her right now in this moment. We believe it, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Amen. Continuing to pray from the chat. Father God, Lord, I come in agreement right now with this prayer for all those who are struggling, especially as the time of year. Lord, we pray for those who are grieving. We pray for your comfort. We pray, Lord, for you to reveal your presence, for you to reveal, Father God, your love, that you would 
continue to be near to the brokenhearted, Lord. Lord, that these truths that we rely on from your word would come to life in their hearts and in their lives, Father God, that they would get to know you in such a way that in this season and in this their grieving period, that you would be so revealed in their lives that there would be no doubt that you are there with them, that they could see you clearly and hear you clearly and, and feel you clearly, Father God. They feel you strongly during this season, Father God. Lord, those who may be facing challenges or feeling lost or lonely, Father, Lord, yes, set your light around them. Let Jesus be so evident in their lives. Manifest your power. Manifest your glory, Lord. Manifest your light in the midst of darkness right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. We believe, God, that you have not never ever forsaken us or left us and so lord you are with us and we just pray god that we could see you lord that we can see you and feel you in such a new and fresh way all of us god in jesus mighty mighty name lord we pray amen amen all right just double checking making sure i didn't miss anything my god thank you jesus again if you're watching this on a replay or hearing it on a replay after i load this video to youtube and podcast and everything else if you have a prayer still in that moment you can leave a comment and we monitor it all we we connect with you and come in agreement with you to lift those prayers up to jesus but also know that you are able to come directly to jesus you're come, able to come directly to the Father through Jesus Christ and ask anything in his name and it shall be done. And so wherever you are, even right now, you can just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're my savior. I believe in my heart that you came to save us, that you came, that you died on the cross for my sins, that you came to wash me of my iniquities and that because of you, I'm made righteous through the blood of Jesus. I'm made righteous. I believe that you're my savior. I believe that you rose again. And because I believe all these things and I'm confessing with my mouth and believing it in my heart, I know that I'm saved. And once I'm saved, I'm a child of God. And once I'm saved, I'm a new creation and I can pray and I can come boldly to the throne of grace and I can come boldly and I can ask and I can, I get all the benefits, the entire inheritance of being a child of God when I accept you as my savior. And so how powerful is that? Let's talk about unlocking the power unlocking the gifts unlocking the promises step one is accepting jesus as your lord and savior amen yes uh oh maria elena good to see you on here asking prayer for her hubby his name is um ariel okay amen um lord we pray for um ariel father god lord we pray that you would be with him lord right now wherever he is lord we pray that you would strengthen him we pray that you would continue to build him up as a man of god lord in any way that he needs you father god right now i pray that you would reveal yourself um to him lord i pray that you would strengthen his walk that you would strengthen his faith that you would increase his faith that you would bless him as the leader of their home, Lord, that you would um, make him the spiritual leader of the home, that he would lead his family well, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would um, continue to, to build him up into a man of, of valor and integrity, Father God, and that, Lord, you would be with him, Lord. If there's anything that he is struggling with, Father God, um, Lord, I pray that you would set him free from those things and that he would be able to walk in the freedom of Christ, that he would be able to walk in the full capacity of everything you have for him, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would have favor over his life. Bless 
them in their finances. Bless them, Lord, in the workplace. Bless them, Father God, as as um, as parents, Father God, Lord, that you would also continue to give them wisdom and knowledge of how to raise up their children, Father God, and that, Lord, you would strengthen them every day, day in and day out. Lord, we pray for health. We pray for protection. We pray for guidance, my Lord. Lord, every blessing to the to the man of God right now in the name of Jesus we pray and 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 ask for Ariel and Maria Elena as well father bless them both in Jesus name amen 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 praise the lord all right anybody else <laughs> glory to god all right thank you jesus so wait on the lord wait on the lord friends this is it is worth it it is worth it to wait on the Lord. Amen. All right. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you again. Remember the week of January 2nd, we will be right back in here for week seven of the Psalm study, unlocking the power with prayer and praise. Amen. So God bless you and we will see you soon. Bye guys. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.